What's up, everyone? Welcome to Queenin', the podcast where we get down and dirty with self, both past and present, illuminating a path to blissfully living in your truth and encompassing all of what that means, both individually and collectively. Today, we're going to get to know a bit about me, your host, and the version of myself that led me here to becoming a part of the ginormous podcast community. Plus, I'll teach you how to create an individualized, nurturing environment where you too can thrive right where you are. So about me, your host, my name is Bree, and my name is some shady reference for those of you who don't know. Um, and it's been a long time coming, me getting to this place of feeling comfortable enough to communicate what it is that I have to say, um, live in my truth, in my relationships, in my individuality, in my career choices. Um, I struggled a lot in the growing up the way I did with being me um, and being who I am. I was always told, if not verbally, then by those around me and just my family and my environment, that who I was was not okay it was weird. It was off-putting. Um, it wasn't acceptable to people. And being 28 years old, I am finally at a place where it doesn't matter what anyone else says about me. You know, what matters is what I say about me, how I feel about me, what I like, what I don't like. And while I am transitioning and easing my community and those around me and by community I mean my family my friends um and the people I I share life with those to the into in reintroducing them to this new version of me um it has been an eventful time getting to this place and there are moments even while I can say I am here it's not completely absolute like there are moments where I doubt there are moments where I I question if what I'm doing is the right thing and then I wake up and I realize how much joy I have how happy I am how satisfied I am with Brie and that was not something that I could have stated out loud not even feel even a year ago um And so being at this place where I am now, I just felt like it was necessary um, for me to kind of share the steps that I that I took to get here Um, because I didn't have like a guide or I just kind of fumbled through. There was no sort of guidance or anything that was um, leading me. I just trial and error. Like I did have a couple of mentors and people I talked to along the way, but no one really consistent. And so, yeah, like it just took me, it took me a while to get here and I'm still trying to get here, air quote, wherever here is, um, and arrive at this, at this place of peace. Um, and so I want to share those tips and those, those steps I took to, to get here. So the version of me that led me to joining the podcast community was simply a people pleaser. Um, Someone who was a servant. I am a servant, not was. I am. I I still consider myself a servant, but 
a servant with boundaries. <laughs> um, I would say before I was a people pleaser, again, someone who just constantly gave and gave and gave of myself um, in all honesty in search of being accepted, accepted by my family if I did X, Y, and Z, accepted by my friend groups if I was X, Y, and Z, accepted by my boyfriend if I did X, Y, and Z. And um, I found myself unhappy internally um, where the outside was great and the people around me were pleased and the people around me loved me and were super like, oh my gosh, like we're so, uh, like I was receiving praise and the accomplishments are rolling in. But when I would lay down or sit quietly by myself and just be in my brain, I was not doing anything or accomplishing anything that actually provided me with joy. You know, it was just accomplishments that other people could brag about. Um, I would use college as an example. And I say that I'm not discouraging anyone to not pursue higher education. If that is your passion, by all means, go for it. Um, It was never my passion to pursue higher education. And um, the only reason I did was because of my parents' Um, and being the first one in my family to go off to college and not know what I wanted to do, bounce around transferring multiple schools, bounce around in majors and different classes and everything. And do I regret the experience? No. Do I regret the time and energy wasted in Achieving something that I didn't care that I achieved? Yes, absolutely. Um, And... College was definitely an accomplishment that was achieved for others. It was not something that I attained or acquired for myself. Was I proud of myself for doing it? Yes. Um, seven years for a four-year degree took me forever. (laughs) Took me forever. I was just so happy to be done with school, happy to be done with that kind of weight almost, that weight of um, needing to graduate and needing to accomplish and be something, do something with your life was what I was always told. And knowing what I know now when I am ready to become a parent and my kids are um off going you know being finishing high school I don't know if I will push the college route um I really believe after going through it that it's not for everyone um my parents did not because they did not achieve a college degree so they felt like it was mandatory and it was the only way I would be successful Um, And no fault to them at all, you know, like that. They did the best they could. They did what they, based off of what they knew. And, um, but I know different. And so I will do and be different because of that experience. Okay, circling back to the steps that I took to get to where I am, um, comfortable with me and comfortable with who I see in the mirror, 
Um, it started initially with a lot of self-reflection. Um, actually, even, yeah, I would say self-reflection was first. And then like the second step of that was removing myself from um, the environment that had taught me um, that who I was was not okay, which was my parents' house. Um, and so after graduating undergrad um, and saving a couple of dollars, like I decided to move across country, move away from everyone that I knew, my hometown, and um, start start fresh, start new um, in Atlanta. And Atlanta was a city that I had always, I guess, romanticized and dreamed about living in and wanting to be a part of the culture and be integrated into it that way um, through undergrad. But unfortunately, like it didn't work out. And so um, it became kind of like my safe haven, um, my home away from home, um, as you could say, where I was able to really become who I've always been, but out loud. Um, and through my self-reflection while being under my parents' roof and, you know, living by their rules and what they wanted me to be and who they who they wanted me to be and what they wanted me to accomplish while fighting for every kind of ounce of, of me that I was able to express. Um, I, I created a life in Atlanta, um, from nothing. And that, that whole trip to Atlanta, moving to Atlanta was nothing but God had her hand in it from beginning to end. Um, was nothing of me whatsoever. And that is a a story for a different time, a different episode. (laughs) Um, but, but my move there, I was able to, um, really develop who I was, um, because I didn't have anyone else to kind of lean on or I guess depend on for my identity. Um, my boyfriend, was from Atlanta and his family was from Atlanta, but they didn't know me. Um, he barely knew me um, in, in that respect of, I guess, in how well t- can you really know someone um, and just kind of having like a long distance relationship. And so I was really able to kind of sit with myself and reflect on, you know, what it was that I wanted to achieve, basically. Like, what do I want my life to look like? How am I I going to progress forward? You know, what type of environment do I want to establish? Do I want to build for myself? At this point, I had really gotten into the practice of meditation. Um, I've always been a writer, and so I just made it something more frequent um, while balancing like a relationship and a job because, you know, life goes on in the midst of you working to become who you want to be and, you know, get through the trauma and things that you've experienced. Um, I made it priority to set aside time in the morning to meditate um, and journal as often as I could. I was a a teacher, preschool teacher, pre-K teacher at the time. And so um, during nap time, I would journal I would write, I'd find different times throughout the day during lunch. And it wasn't that I was doing like two and a half pages of journaling. You know, if I was feeling an emotion or going through something, um, because my relationship was new as far as us being in the same space. 
Um, that is also another conversation for another episode. Um, we had known each other for quite some time, but as far as us actually being like boyfriend and girlfriend in the same city, in the same um, physical space as each other, that was new. And so there was a lot of change in me being by myself, not having my sister or my family around um, for me to go and hang out with or sit with. It was just me by myself. And so I did a lot of, I was very much intentional um, with my journaling and just uh, envisioning what it is that I wanted. Um, I wanted a, a life of peace. I wanted a life of truth and a life of honesty based in my reality um, and it to reflect exactly who I was and what I was feeling and what I was going through um, in that moment. And there were some amazing people that I crossed paths with. Um, and she knows who she's who she is. I've talked to her several times on and off throughout our friendship. She was a teacher at the school that I worked at that will remain nameless. Um, just because I don't, I don't want to name her. I don't want to name her, but she'll remain nameless. And, um, she was someone who came into my life on, along her spiritual journey um, and just kind of helped encourage and just kind of sharpen me as I was um, growing and developing as well. So community is a big aspect when you are delving into, um, I guess, your becoming or your awakening or your revelation of who it is that you want to be, not who you've always been told you are. And... Um, I would say my boyfriend was a big encouragement in that as well. Um, we met at a time where um, we were both kind of questioning God and, um, you know, understanding the difference between spirituality and religion. And growing up in church or being a church kid, my grandfather was a pastor. It was very much taboo, um, I would argue, to question God. Um and that just never sat right with me and it never sat right with him. And so I think that is something that we kind of bonded over and, and shared in in our journey. And I think learning that it is that God is not threatened by your questions, he's not threatened by your curiosity, um, that it's actually encouraged was something that was um, eye-opening and empowering for me. Because I had been filled with so much doubt and so much angst about me, and that correlated to doubt and angst regarding God. And once I came to the realization that my questions don't threaten God, they don't intimidate, or they're not seen as disrespectful. Um, if you grew up in church, um, especially like a black church, <laughs> then you understand what I, I'm referring to as far as like the respect or disrespect factor um, with with your relationship with God. But I'm, I won't go too deep into that. Um, I'll just stay focused on on me and the steps that I took in in becoming um, becoming who I am. So 
So in addition to um, the self-reflection that I embarked on and removing myself from the environment that I didn't feel that I could thrive and be myself in um, and setting goals for myself and envisioning the life that I wanted and meditation and journaling and all of those things that I did um, to aspire to growth and expansion of who I was, I also had to come to grips and sit in the reality of who I was in the moment who I was in that season that I started the journey in. Um, I had done a lot of things and taken a lot of steps and actions and participated in behaviors that aligned with the person that my parents wanted me to be. And so there was kind of like a civil war going on between like the logic that my parents um, had imparted on me um, in, in correlation to the behaviors and things that I did, such as college and, and like the steps and the credit cards and everything that I did to please them, the logic behind that and the emotion behind who I felt that I wanted to be were in battle with each other. Um, and so before I was able to move forward, even though I was journaling, even though I, I was envisioning, even though I was self-reflection, I had to sit in the truth of, in the reality of my present. Um, And that to me proved to be the hardest Um, just because truth is hard to accept, whether it is a pleasant truth or whether it is a harsh truth. um, Truth can sometimes be daunting, especially when it is about yourself. And coming to grips with that took me um, a couple months and the support of um, my boyfriend and the the teacher friend that I had mentioned earlier. I don't think that I had came to them and was like, I'm battling with this. And it was never like a conversation I had out loud with anyone. Um, It was always something that was internal, but through conversations and just encouraging words or just different um, experiences that I was having at the moment just kind of, I guess, polished me enough to be, I guess, sedentary or more okay or I came I was able to come to grips with this is who I am right now this is not who I will be tomorrow Um, and then understanding that and accepting that truth will get you so much further than constantly fighting against the reality that you live in and the reality of the person that you are Um, and so if I or if you don't walk away from anything from this episode but that it is to Accept the truth of who you are and what you are and where you are in your present, but also know that that doesn't mean that that is where you have to be tomorrow or that is who you have to be tomorrow or a year from now or a month from now. Um, And then learning to love you or learning to love me was the next step. Um, I wouldn't say that I was someone who struggled with uh, self-esteem or... um, I guess, negative thoughts about myself. I felt very much positive and like, oh, I love, like, I love myself just kind of in the, um, I don't know the right terminology to, to say or the word that I'm thinking of, but, um, I guess in the theoretical sense or like the over, overcast sense or the umbrella sense of the word in that, or the phrase in that I love myself, um, But when you are entering in a journey of finding or becoming okay 
and living in your truth and becoming who you feel that you've always been, but not allowed to be. Um, It is so important to really take the time to learn the aspects of you as you uncover them and as you release them and reveal them to the world Um, and learning to love them, even the bad parts. Um, There were aspects of me that I won't go into detail at this moment, but I will um, later on in the episodes that it was hard for me to accept about myself because... I had lived my life for such a long time with praise and gratitude and only positive um, influences, I mean, positive um, uh, reflections from from the outside. And so as much as I wanted to believe that about myself, that wasn't the authentic truth about myself. Um, I guess... Yeah, I'll give an example. Uh, It's kind of like a a pretty generalized one that I think a lot of people struggle with, but procrastination or, for example, was was something that I struggled with, but not very many people knew about. I would say that my my dad knew um, and he'd always like make a joke about it. But of course, I would. I'm not a procrastinator. Like, that's not me. But during this season of self-reflection and growing, um, that was a part of me that I had to accept as truth, that I do procrastinate. Um, There are things that I procrastinate on, and because I have a habit of procrastinating, that in, in turn makes me a procrastinator to a certain extent. And um, that was a hard truth for me to accept because I felt like that was such a negative character trait that it went against everything that I kind of was raised and kind of grew up hearing about myself. So for me to say that to myself and then to accept that about myself was a huge step. That's just kind of something I I would argue is kind of superficial characteristics. Um, that I'm willing to share at this point, but it was something that was a big deal to me a a few years ago. Um, And now I look back at it and it's like, yeah, you procrastinate. Like there's nothing wrong with you procrastinating because you get it done, you get the job done. Um, (laughs) And so for you, it might be your kindness, right? It might be the way that you speak to people. it might be you telling the harsh truth is really just you being a jerk. Um, <laughs> and while there might be ugly truths about yourself, in order to grow and in order to change, in order to thrive in, in your truth, you have to first accept the truth about yourself. Big thank yous to everyone who sit around and listened to the entire podcast and gotten to this aspect. Time is our most expensive commodity that any of us can consume, and we do not 
get it back at all. So for you to spend however many minutes you spent with me, whether you fast forward it to the end or you listen to the whole thing, I truly, truly appreciate you. I truly, truly love you. I'm sending you love, light, and energy with whatever situation, with whatever it is that you're going through or experiencing right now. Um, if you woke up today, then you have purpose, you matter, and you're supposed to be here. Um, no matter what you accomplished, no matter what you went through, no matter what your situation is, know that someone loves you and that someone is me. So love, light, and peace. Namaste.